This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 413 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Chris Kovaz, his company, Chris Kovaz Photography and Design. Chris, how you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, for sure, for sure. Love what you're doing. Uh, yeah, my goodness, it's like uh, an artist canvas down here. You, you, you probably your biggest, your toughest decisions of the day are which backgrounds to use and where for your photography. So, uh, <laughs> you know, lucky, lucky you. But you do great work. I know our listeners want to learn more about you. So let's start with your company, Chris. Chris Kovaz Photography and Design. Fill us in. Um, yeah, so basically I started back, God, probably when I was about 14 years old. I'm 37 now, so it gives you kind of how long I've been in general wow. photography. But I didn't do what my primary business is now, which is weddings, uh, portraits, and uh, corporate headshots, things like that is the primary of the business. But back then I actually started as an underwater photographer, and I actually did exclusively just uh, scuba diving with wildlife. And I did that, nothing but that, for probably about eight years I got published in like Florida Sportsman, Sport Fishing Magazine, stuff like that. But when I realized it was really hard to make money <laughs> doing that, um, I basically went back to school and then I eventually got a graphic design degree. And then from there, I actually uh, started working for a Larson Enterprises. If you guys have ever heard of that company, they are one of the premier softbox manufacturer companies uh, for studio lighting. And so I worked in their trade show and marketing division and graphic design division. And then from there, the company actually did go under, but I got to work with a lot of photographers during my time there, which I'll always be thankful for. And then I went back to uh, do an internship up in West Virginia at a photography studio. And then I came back here and then I started doing it basically full time. So it was a very long process from high school to where I am now, but uh, we are here now. So that's pretty much the LDR. Um, sort of synopsis of how I migrated into doing this full time. Yeah, love it, love it. So you mentioned your focus is on weddings and and among other things, but mm-hmm. you to really gravitate towards weddings. What is it about weddings that you so enjoy? Um, well, weddings is a very uh, detail oriented, obviously, photography where you basically are with a bride or groom from you know start to finish and just you know creating a, a complete story of their wedding and of their, you know, hopefully it's going to be the most special day of their life. And uh, I really like uh, just a different variety of photos we get to do from the getting ready photos to the, you know, the, in the ceremony mode where you're just kind of like trying to get all the best shots you can. And you're just really kind of like on your own. And then from there, then you coordinate with the bride um, for their family portraits and wedding portraits. And then doing like a lot of the fun stuff you get to do at the reception with all the dancing and, you know, shoe games or dollar dances or garter bouquet and all those kind of things. So I just like, you have a different variety of things that I really enjoy of where it's kind of like more laid back in the detailed stuff. And then you have like the kind of like the hustle and bustle of doing like all the different uh, key shots that the bride and groom need for each of their different segments. So that's what I like doing probably the most overall, even though it is stressful. <laughs> I was going to say that's got to be a, a, of all the, the gigs, the most high pressured uh you know, process. I mean, you, you've got to, I mean, I, I guess you, you have those moments, right. That come and go and you're, you're never going to have a wedding again and all that. So uh, exactly. good for you. It's uh, <laughs> do you, do you find yourself, is it hard to sleep the night before our weddings? <laughs> um, so 
they're a little bit of nerves like when I first get there, but once I kind of start talking to the bride and groom or, or whoever the other clients are and I just start kind of doing my thing, it yeah. really opens up. And usually by the time we're starting the ceremony, it's very easy. Like I don't really get a lot of nerves, but no, nothing really beforehand. Um, we do try to always encourage the bride to send us, you know, shot lists and details of a timeline of what they're looking for so that we're more pre as prepared as possible for her wedding, but we're not in the dark about anything. And obviously a lot of things are dependent on uh, things that are out of our control, like as the hair and makeup artists getting there on time and finishing on time, mm -hmm. and the wedding coordinator having everything going as planned, you know, things like that, that are out of our control, obviously. But yeah. we try to like on our end, have as much information and prep as possible. So we're not, uh, you know, taking too much time with a certain shot and trying to move things forward as fast as possible. Now, how is it working with the little kids who just want no parts of being in that, you know, group shot? <laughs> um, yeah. So what I try to do best I can is whoever their like mom is, if they're not going to be in the group photo for whatever reason, or if there's like an aunt or uncle they gravitate towards, I try to have them stand directly behind my camera lens and then try to just get them to look at me. Even if they don't have like a big, you know, amazing smile, just to be looking at the camera at least, um, if we can't get them to smile, because obviously there's so many photos we have to do, we can't take 30 minutes for one picture. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's kind of my, my thing to do is try to, <laughs> it's really hard in the wedding environment um, outside of, you know, if you're going into like a, a studio for kid pictures where they, you can like really have like the toys and stuff and they can yeah. focus on you. Cause there's so much going on. There's like DJs outside. If you're on a beach, there could be, you know, bars around the corner that are being loud and things like that. So like, you can't really like really zone in on the kid one-on-one -on -one in that kind of situation. So it's just trying to just get them to at least look at you for a, for a shot. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. How about, myths or misconceptions in your industry what do you hear that you could talk about um i think the biggest misconception i think overall especially when it comes to weddings uh corporate and uh family pictures and stuff like that it's not as bad but a lot of bride and grooms do feel that like the following week they should have their finished edits and pictures mm -hmm. and everything and i just don't think they understand you know it's like for one, we don't only have that one client. Obviously, we deal with multiple clients all the time, um, especially during high-volume wedding season. And obviously, COVID has given us an opportunity to let us focus more one-on-one -on -one with how things have slowed down. But uh, yeah, definitely, it's just, you know, I tell my clients it's usually, you know, in total time, anywhere from a three-month to five-month turnaround time to get their finished wedding edits. Um, just because we want to do it right. We don't want to, you know, rush the project and then get back a bad product that they're not happy with because it's, you know, our company usually shoots about three to 4,000 photos for a full day wedding. And then, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we have to organize those and then we have to send out the proofs to the bride and then the bride then selects a certain amount of edits that we'll do for them. So all that's, you know, kind of a big time thing. So we don't run into it too much, but when brides do, you know, kind of ask like, oh, why haven't we got our pictures? And I have to kind of go over, well, this is the realistic expectation of when you can receive them. And this is why, you know, sort of deal. So, you know, us being a small business and we're not, you know, we don't have 20 employees that can do the edits the day after the wedding. So it's, you know, I do all the edits myself typically. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, <laughs> they just have to have realistic expectations, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Wow, that's crazy. Three to 5,000 shots. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How about the, uh, the photo shoot that 
was the most unique that that stands out whether it be wedding or underwater or anything in between what what comes to mind um yeah it's probably been uh when we've had the opportunity um to do the underwater um kind of couple portrait stuff we've also had a couple um unfortunately just because a lot of people don't want to do it they don't want to ruin their clothes or they're uncomfortable being underwater but yeah i mean obviously those are the things that stand out we have a 20 by 30 metal print of a fitness couple that did a maternity session a couple years ago. And even though it's not really a wedding photo, um, we just like to show that kind of unique aspect, especially for our bridal shows. And we get a lot of people, you know, definitely stop at our booth and want to come talk to us just because of that kind of rare aspect um, when it comes to that. So that's probably the most, you know, unique and rare thing that we have done um, so far. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Very cool. How about when you're not in business, what are you doing for fun? Uh, scuba dive with, with my wife. My wife uh, recently got certified. We actually finally are going to go back on a, a cruise, hopefully as long as things don't get worse in the pandemic situation uh, in November. Uh, we're going to be going through the area of Puerto Rico uh, doing a cruise down there. And uh, so that's the big thing. Uh, we're big Universal junkies, so we love – we try to go to Universal Islands of Adventure uh, every month. Uh, I know we have a lot of friends that live in Orlando, so it's a really good – we actually just got back today or yesterday – uh, from there, so we're big uh, theme park enthusiasts too. So <laughs> every month, wow! Every month. Yeah, we try to. <laughs> wow. So, so for our listeners, if you were to recommend one amusement at the park, what's your favorite? Where where's a must ride or attraction? Um, I definitely feel universal, especially if you're going to be a pass holder, just because they, I like, I think they're. cheaper than Disney, something like that for an annual pass. And Universal doesn't have a reservation system right now with the pandemic situation. So as long as you show up at a reasonable hour, um, like even for us, we showed up at like noon or 1130 over the weekend and we got into the park, no problem. Um, And honestly, for being spring break, the the waits weren't even that bad. They were like maybe 30 to 45 minutes. So um, So what's what's your favorite attraction there? Uh, definitely Hagrid's, the new roller coaster uh, that uh-huh. they built, um, Islands of Adventure. It's definitely my favorite, for sure. Wow. <laughs> I love it. But I have been to Disney, so don't say I'm, like, biased. I, I went to – we did a Disney trip for my wife's birthday last year, and we went to all the theme parks. And still overall, we still like Universal better, but we did love Rise of the Resistance and things like that and uh, Pandora and all that stuff. But we just – we're still Universal at heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. That's great. How about a hardship or a life challenge, Chris, something that comes to mind that uh, you can look back and say, hey, because of that, although it was tough getting through it, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Um, Definitely was. Oh, I mean, for overall, it was definitely all the career changes I did from going from hmm. early, early in my 20s of being a administration um, office office supervisor of then, um, then getting out of that and then going back to school uh, definitely was a big hardship of, you know, having a full-time job, full-time pay, and then high transitioning and, you know, relying on my parents actually as for a lot of support to help me get on, my, on the right back career path of what I wanted to do. Um, but definitely I feel like the competition is pretty fierce in photography in this area. So that's always a hardship I think we're always going to have to deal with. And, you know, it's just, we just have to keep, trying our best and 
you know, trying to make as many contacts as we can. Um, you know, definitely the Benita Chamber of Commerce, uh, where actually I met you at, has actually been a very big helpful of introducing me to a lot of different business owners in the community that we can definitely help out with imagery and video. So uh, definitely it's, that's always a big advantage of us being out there more, hopefully than some of the other people. Like I don't see a lot of the photographers at a lot of networking events. So I think that's an advantage that we may have over some of our competition. Yeah, that's great. That's great. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about your company? What would that be? wish they knew about my company. Um, I think it would be just uh, how hardworking we are, that we really strive to put the client's needs above everything that we can, and that we try to always go that extra mile for them if possible. You know, um, it's like, you know, we're, I'm a younger type of guy, even though I'm older, but I have that, you know, I'm a big fitness guy, so I got high energy all the time for my clients when I'm on site, so I'm always running around like crazy trying to get the certain shots, especially relates to weddings, so... You know, I hope that they always take advantage of that as opposed to someone who doesn't really have that kind of high energy um, with the clients because photography can be a very demanding, taxing job depending on what you're doing. So you got to go to the shot rather than letting the shot come to you, right? Right. Exactly. Be, uh, nimble. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, where do you do you go to a local gym? Do you work out or do you do stuff at your place? Yeah, I do. I go to Around the Clock Fitness on Boy Scout, and I do their CrossFit and boot camp program. So nice, nice, good for you. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Keep it going. So, how about for our listeners who want to get in touch? What's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, several ways. Uh, we have uh, Facebook. You can you can reach me on my personal Facebook page. You can reach me on our business Facebook page. We also have. Uh, our website, chriscovazimages.com. Uh, you can send a contact request form there. Uh, my contact number is there as well as our email, email platform. Um, and then we're also on Wedding Wire. We're actually approaching 100 reviews on Wedding Wire. So super strong there. Um, so you can uh, just search Chris Kovacs Photography on Wedding Wire for any brides uh, for weddings. And they can find us there as well. Terrific. Well, Chris been a pleasure. Wish you the absolute best there. All right. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.